Hey, welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast. This is your host, Vernon Ross, and episode number one, the launch episode. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to the launch episode. I am very, very happy to be bringing you this. There has been a lot of drama trying to get this thing launched. Uh, Today is the launch day, September 30th, and it is my birthday today. Happy birthday to me. I'm 44 years old, so having a great birthday. Let's get on to it. So there's been a lot of challenges with this podcast, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the podcast is. And then a little bit about the things that you deal with when you're booking guests and stuff like this. So the Social Strategy Podcast, the reason that I launched this are vast. There's a vast amount of reasons that we launched this podcast. So one of my main things is teaching businesses about how to do business online. It's one of the things that I do as far as my living is concerned. I want to be able to spread that message to a wider audience and kind of get the the word out there to the masses a little bit better than working with an individual business one by one. So that's that's reason number one. Reason number two, social strategy, teaching social strategy, the things that are the new things that are actually working today that I use every day, tried, true, tested, stuff that works, and business networking or personal networking, professional networking. Most people will tell you, oh, well, you need to network if you want to do this or if you want to do that and blah, 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 blah. But they don't really go into how you actually network and how do you build an effective network, an effective and a responsive network. That is my goal and that's what I hope to bring to you. And please let me know how you feel about it and what you think about it. So in doing the podcast, um, we're going to be having guests. We're going to have some solo rounds like this one that are going to be primarily training content intensive with lots of stuff for you to learn. Uh, The show notes will have pretty much everything I talk about in the show. We're working on getting some transcripts for the show. So everything that I say will be transcribed if you want to read it in a PDF format. That's coming soon. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be ready, but I'm working on it. And every now and then when you do a show like this, especially one that you record on a weekly, daily, however you record your show or do anything like this, you will have guests canceled. Uh, I've had a total of a couple of guests canceled, actually two. Two pretty good uh, guests that you guys will probably recognize. I'm not going to say any names right now. They know who they are, but no, they, they had good reasons to cancel and that's fine. The first show is just going to be a solo show. Hopefully by the time we do the next show, the rescheduling will go through. Everyone that's supposed to show up for the podcast will show up and it'll be an interesting interview and you won't have to just listen to me talk the entire time. Episodes are going to run about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what it is that we have to talk about. So let's get right into it. Um, Today, I wanted to focus on social strategy. Social strategy, um, as far as networking, I'm sorry, not social strategy, networking. Today is a networking show, and specifically because there is a reason that I wanted to talk about it. 
this one hits close to home. So recently the wife was laid off. She was laid off in June. And I'm not going to go into the full story about how the layoff happened. Company was bought out a couple years ago. Duplication of efforts, all the stuff that goes along with that. We happened to be on vacation and she found out on vacation. Yes, it was a little bit of a downer to find out something like that on vacation, but that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're actually going to talk about is how she reacted to it and what we did to overcome that and get busy and use networking skills that I've been teaching other people. I actually got the wife to follow my process and the success that she had from that. So it kind of goes like this. Once she got laid off, she um, she started, you know, going at the normal job search thing. You know, it was like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. You know, you'll you'll find something, I'm sure, as soon as you want to. Take a little bit of time if you want. Do whatever you need to do. But uh, make sure you go ahead and, you know, you get your LinkedIn profile updated if you haven't been keeping up with it. All that other good stuff. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take care of it. So about a week went by. And I could see the frustration mounting and building more and more. And I'm like, well, um, do you want my help? And I've learned, that, you know what? I should not just offer a solution. I should ask if a solution is wanted. And so she was like, yeah, well, you know, how can you help me with this? You know, I know you talk about the LinkedIn stuff and the social media stuff. And I'm really not into social media. I don't really get on social media. She didn't even have her Facebook picture uploaded. So I'm like, okay. And we went through all this stuff about, you know, LinkedIn. And it was an hour-long conversation. And we were just going, 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 going. And so finally she goes, well, okay, that's great. I really, you know, that was a lot of stuff to take in. I don't recall most of what you said. Other than, okay, I need to get my LinkedIn picture updated and LinkedIn, blah, 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 That was pretty much what ended up happening at the end of that conversation, which made me examine how I was delivering the information. So my wife being a corporate trainer, she trains, uh, she does leadership training in corporate environments and develops um, instructional manuals and all that other kinds of stuff. So she's good at breaking down information and delivering it in a clear, concise manner, which I thought I was really good at, but apparently I wasn't when I had the conversation with her. Um, I'm good for those, you know, little short bursts of information, but when it came to giving a lot of information at one time, I was delivering so much content to her that she actually couldn't break it down into easy steps that she could do and then actually execute on. So I'm like, okay. Let me break this down in a way that, not that she could understand it, because she understood everything I was talking about, but in a way that was effective for her and something that she could use, steps that she could follow, and things that she could implement and take immediate action on and see results. So I have a process for networking on LinkedIn. Now, this is a part where you probably, if you're driving, of course you can't do this, but if you're not and you happen to be listening to this at home or in your office, make sure that you got a pen and a piece of paper and take some notes. If not, it's going to be in the show notes. So that's a little bit of a cheat sheet for you. So you just print it out and go through it and look at it. 
And there is a actual thing that you can print out and take with you and look at and go down your checklist and scribble notes on. So in this particular episode, we are going to learn the top five things that you need to do on LinkedIn, the process for updating your profile, the mindset that you need to have that is going to work if you want this to work. And there is a mindset thing that you need to go through that you need to understand. And we all need to go through it. She had to go through it. And this process does not work if you don't have the right mindset about what it is that you're doing. And we're going to cover a whole bunch of other stuff. So with this top five list, before we get into the particulars of the list, there's there's a certain methodology that you have to go through when you're talking about networking. You need to understand that everything is not immediate. Just because you have an immediate need from your network does not mean that your network needs to provide you with that thing immediately. It's um it's the same thing as if someone wants you to do something for them and you've never done anything for them and they've never done anything for you. What's the likelihood that you're going to actually comply and do something for that person just out of the kindness of your heart? I mean, you may be and you may do that and I do that sometimes for people, but it, it, it gets to a point where people are just draining on your resources and can you do this can you do this can you do this can you do this and you don't want to necessarily be a taker i mean you want to be a giver and a taker but just not a taker and so when you when you approach networking you have to approach it from that from that angle from that standpoint where you want to make sure that you're giving as much value as you're receiving even more so so let's what we're going to do is we're going to go through the list and we'll talk about each thing, and I'll cover the, the processes and everything else like that. The mindset part will come in. So when you start looking at your LinkedIn profile, hopefully you have a LinkedIn profile. If you don't, go out to LinkedIn.com, get one. Doesn't matter what your field is, open up an account. It's free to do. Just go out to LinkedIn.com. I'll have a link on the website. You'll be able to go out there and do your thing. So... The, one of the very first things you need to do when you're completing your LinkedIn profile is to upload a picture. I cannot tell you how vital this is to your success because people won't trust people that don't upload a picture. You have to do everything that you can on LinkedIn to establish trust or any social network that is a professional-based network. LinkedIn is a professional-based network And it is not just a resume site. It is a professional network. You need to show that you are a professional. And that entails having a LinkedIn profile with with a picture. It's not that complicated. It doesn't need to be a glamour shot or a professional headshot or anything else like that. I actually have one on mine, but I didn't for a long time. I just had a regular shot of me that I cropped somebody else out of and stuck the picture up there on LinkedIn. Um... It doesn't really matter. It just needs to be a picture of you so people can see what you look like. It's not going to hinder you. Some people think that, some people, you know, they have the the feeling that it, you know, if people see what I look like, then they're not going to want to hire me because of this or because I'm a woman, because I'm black, because I'm white, because I'm fat, because I'm, you know, I'm too skinny or I don't feel like I'm attractive enough or I don't look as attractive as this person or I'm bald or my hair's thinning. All of it is just not valid. The letters B and S come to mind. 
don't pay any attention to that. That is not true. You need to have a picture out there so that people can see what it is that you look like. And it's a trust-building exercise. You need to have that there. So first things first, upload your picture. Second thing, when you go into, you know, configure your LinkedIn profile. You know, let's, let's do this. We're going to go back and we're going to follow the list. Complete your profile information. Having complete information in your profile not only helps you quickly tell people about you, it showcases your accomplishments and tells people you're worth their time. When you, when you see a profile that's not complete on LinkedIn, it makes you question, well, what is this person doing out here? What are they doing? And, you know, what's their background? And there's a lot of questions that come up when you don't have a complete profile. So I'm just going to walk you through some of what I'm talking about as far as the profile is concerned. So on my profile, you will see, of course, my name. And on LinkedIn, you will see Social Media Strategist St. Louis. There's a little Bing Mark Facebook Marketing. LinkedIn Trainer, Twitter, Facebook, Executive Coach. Greater St. Louis area, marketing and advertising. That is what you see when you immediately look at my profile. In my summary, I have a summary of what my company does, how we do social media. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. You can go out and view my profile on LinkedIn slash in slash Vernon Ross. I have some specialties there. Experience. I have, you know, my current company, past experience, past jobs, you know, all of those titles there and skill and expertise. I've got a bunch of endorsements from people that have endorsed me for social media, social media marketing. We'll talk about endorsements um, and the value that I place on them. Publications that I've been uh, featured in and that I've written, education, you know, your college or high school, people get hung up on that. Just put down whatever you have, whatever your college level is. Don't worry about it. Just put it down there. And some personal details, uh, advice for contacting me, whether or not, you know, you can contact me or not. Make sure to be open and allow people to contact you. Any awards that you've received, um, organizations that you belong to. I have the Gateway to Innovation Conference down. I'm a, I'm a committee member on that. Uh, connected STL. I'm a group owner of that. You can find that on LinkedIn. Social Media um, Club of St. Louis. I'm a board member there. And the STL 250 celebration. I'm a social media um, task force committee member there. And so on and so on. And things that you care about, organizations you support. And you also have recommendations, connections, groups, and following. So you can um, you can look at your you know the person's groups and the, the the things that they belong to and all of that stuff is displayed in your profile. You want to make sure to complete as much of that profile information as possible. But one of the most important things that you can do on LinkedIn is the very first thing that I talked about is the summary. Your professional headline is actually what it's called, and so when you're in your profile. There's a little pencil on the left-hand side. You click on it, and it'll say your professional headline. Your professional headline is what you want people to know about you when they look at your LinkedIn profile. So when you're searching on LinkedIn and you, you know, come across a page of, you know, returned results if you search. So if you search on LinkedIn for, uh, I'm going to actually do the search now. 
although you can't see it. Social media, St. Louis. Where you're going to find, you're going to see uh, my buddy Chris Reimer at the top, Rizzo T's on Twitter, Brad Hogan Miller, another buddy of mine from Social Media Club. Brad is awesome. You're going to see STL legend Charles Purnell. He is actually uh, right above me. And then you're going to see Vernon Ross. But what you see on these listings, and then you see Aaron Maloney, uh, current president of Social Media Club. I'm not going to read you the entire page because that's just silly. But anyway, I saw it right below me, so I had to give a shout-out. Hey, shout-out, Aaron. So um, anyway, when you when you take a look at this, you're going to see immediately – Social media strategist, St. Louis, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn, trainer, and the rest of the things that I had in my professional summary. The reason that that's important is because you can kind of scan down the page and look at what it is that you're, that you're looking for. Those keywords are highlighted when people search on them. So if recruiters, if you're looking for a job and they are searching for people that you know, do whatever it is that you do, that's what they're going to key off of. There are programs out there that go through and search LinkedIn for keywords and then return those search results for these, uh, for these recruiters. So it's very important that you have valid information there that really describes what it is that you do. So you want to make sure that you cover that information and have that information there very and very vitally important you want to also have the keywords in there that you oh, sorry had a little bit of a uh, mistake there and I'm not going to edit it out because this is live and this is what happens and I don't like to do a whole lot of editing so I'm not doing any editing so anyway what what happens when you um, when you have these keywords in your profile and people search on them. You also want to make sure that in your summary, you have those keywords. So in my summary, you're going to see social media. In my current and past positions, you're going to see social media. You're also going to see social media strategists, social, um, pretty much all of the keywords that I want to be found for, you're going to find that in my profile. You're going to see St. Louis. Uh, you'll see social media in my interest. Uh, you have to have the keywords that you want to be found for all throughout your profile. Now, what you will find on some profiles, and I have seen this and I do not agree with it, is you'll see people that rank for social media and they'll just have social media, social media, social media. So like I've seen it and I count it. There was a, there was a guy that had his profile and in his profile, he had the word social media in there 2,300 times in past positions and stuff like that. He just, like, held down the keyboard and, with, and just social media until it, you know, copy-paste and just went crazy with it. And, yeah, when you search social media on LinkedIn, he came up first for a little while. I think they've changed the uh, logarithm, which is, you know, what they use to search for people on LinkedIn. So it filters that kind of stuff out. But that's just not how you want to do it. You don't want to spam your profile with search terms that aren't valid. You want to have a couple search terms in there that you want to be found for and then just pepper it throughout your profile. And if you were to do that right now for the, the keyword that you want to be found for, put that in your summary. Make sure that it's in your current 
in the very first passed position, you would be surprised how quickly you move up in the search rankings, and it is almost instant on LinkedIn. So search for what you're currently doing and see if your name comes up. Make those changes to your profile. If you don't recall what the changes were, the changes were add the keyword that you want to be found for in your professional summary. Add the keyword in your current position, if you're doing that, and add your keyword in your past position, of course, if you did that keyword in your past position. So, for instance, public relations or social media, add that in your summary, current and past positions, save it, and then search for that again. And I promise you, you are going to come up a lot higher than you did before. It may not be on the first page, but it may actually be on the first page. Depending on how specialized your field is, you could make just those three little changes, that one tweak to your LinkedIn profile and end up in the top on the very front page, the very first position for what it is that you do. That is huge when you're trying to get recruiters to key off of your profile and contact you. So assuming that you're using a recruiter or you, you know, you're being searched on job search sites and stuff like that. When people are looking on LinkedIn for qualified candidates, you're going to be one of the first ones that they go to. By no means am I saying just focus on recruiters for finding a job because that is sometimes a good way to do it, but it's just not the way that I recommend. Recruiters are valuable. I love them. I have lots of friends that are recruiters. I talk to them a lot, which is how I find out a lot of the things that they look for, but it's not primarily the way that I recommend people find a job. And I'm going to get into those recommendations and the mindset and everything behind that coming up here next. So we're going to move on to the, the very next thing that I want you to do. And I'm actually just pulling this document up. Is that you, um, you have to make a list of companies that you want to contact. And this is, um, this is more where the, the mindset comes in. Instead of just randomly searching for jobs and searching for companies. You need to make a list. Who do you want to work for? You know, what company do you want to be at? I mean, I know this, and this episode is about networking, but we're going to focus on the job portion first because that hits real close to home, and I'm going to tell you what happened. But you have to figure out who you want to work for. You just can't randomly go and search for jobs in your field and just go after a position just because the position sounds good. Make a list of companies that you want to work for. Be targeted in your search. This is going to save you a ton of time, and it helps get you focused. We're on to number four. That, I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. It's, you, just, you need to make a list. you got to make a list and figure out who you want to work for. I say start with five, and you say, five? Wait a minute, I'm looking for a job. Five is not enough. If you do this and you go through these five steps, five is probably too many to start with for how detailed I get into this process and how much you actually have to drill down. So trust me when I say, you know, five is more than enough. Number four, join related groups and participate. You need to look for groups in your industry and start participating in conversations in those groups. Now, there's a very important reason that you have to do this. 
if you want to be seen as an expert in whatever it is that you do, if it's sales, if it's marketing, if it's advertising, if it's teaching, if it's basket weaving, it doesn't really matter. If you want to be seen as an expert and a person that knows their field and knows what you're doing, you have to be vocal about it. Nobody cares that you don't like posting on the internet and I don't have time for social media. This is a part of the process and networking and actually building a reputation about the type of professional that you are. So you have to do it. This is a step that you cannot skip. And the reason that this is a step that you cannot skip is that there is a secret that a lot of people don't know. And it's not going to be much of a secret now that I'm talking about it, depending on how many people listen to the podcast. And that is depending on you on how many people listen to the podcast. So anyway, <laughs> I'll be serious. Seriously, you have to you have to join groups. And the reason that you join groups, and you don't want to be spammy with this, you pick a group that is key to your industry. And you should find, find the, the two largest groups that are key to your industry. Do this first. No matter, you know, what else you do, after you upload your picture and complete your profile, make your list, now, join groups and join the two largest groups, two or three largest groups that are related to your industry. If you're in St. Louis, there's two groups that I recommend outside of your interest that you also join. So now we're up to five groups, depending on if you join two or three that are related to you. Linked Working St. Louis and Connected STL. The reason I tell you to join those two groups and the reason I'm telling you to join groups is that you are able to contact and message, and this is a little secret that I was talking about, you're able to contact and message people that are within the group. So when you join a group, let's say on this list of companies that there is a guy named Charles and you want to get in touch with Charles. Well, Charles works at X company. You don't know anybody that works at X company, but you see that Charles works there, and Charles is also in St. Louis, and he's in linked working, or he's in connected STL. Both are networking groups. Now that Charles is in those groups, you join those groups. Guess what you have the ability to do? You have the ability to send Charles, not a linked in, in mail that you have to pay for, but an invite to connect without having to actually know him. So you join the group, you now have access to people that are in the group, and you can access Charles. Herein lies the problem. People are so eager to contact people that they just start just spamming people when they find out this information, and then what happens is that people uncheck the ability in groups for members to message them and then you lose out. You will see some of that, but I'm hoping that you guys won't use this information for evil and that you will implement it the way that I'm asking you to do it. So first step, join some related groups and participate. Participating means commenting on posts that are in there. Just one or two. Do this the first day. So after you've completed your profile, uploaded your picture, completed your profile, number two, made a list of companies you want to contact, number three, join related groups, and participate, number four, 
This is not number five, but now you need to you need to start participating. Make a comment, like a post here or there. Do that the first day that you join the group, the first hour. When you join the group, look through the list of posts that are current and start making comments. Do that in all five groups that you join. Make a comment, like a post, just one. Just all you got to do, just, just one or two. The next day, search through the companies that it is that you've, you've made your list for. And see if you can find people that are in those, you know, people that you want to contact. You want to look for the recruiter for those positions and decisions makers within that company. People that you feel could influence a hiring decision or make a good recommendation for you. Then, now that you've joined a group, now that you've participated in the group a little bit, you contact them. And I have a couple of scripts that you can actually use to contact these people to show them, you know, to establish interest that you've, that you want, you want to talk to them. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you. I'm just going to pull up one that was effective for me. And I apologize. Did not have this ready just yet. But let's see. I want to find the actual one that I recommend. I'm sorry, but I, I just closed this. <laughs> so I have to apologize. I, I closed the thing that I was going to show you guys. So uh, no uncomfortable silence on the podcast. The, um, the, the process for doing this. So there was a woman that I contacted. Um, name was Carol. I was like, hi, Carol. I was looking for, uh, I was looking at something. It was a position I was looking at. And I wanted to know a little bit more about your company. The culture there, how things work. A few other details that I added. And I really don't want to go into into all the details here because there's people would know exactly who it is that I'm talking about. And that just wouldn't be a good thing. But you want to you make sure that you um yeah i actually i actually have a better one so no this is actually not the one that i wanted to look at so what happens when you do a live podcast you close the stuff that you uh <laughs> that you planned on doing and that you planned on actually talking about and now i can't locate the document because my the desktop on my mac is horrible and I really really need to organize it and make that a little bit better but um here's the gist of it and I didn't want to just go off the top of my head I actually wanted to read you one that I've used and that's worked and there was correspondence in a in an interview and I don't have access to my wife's uh, LinkedIn so I can't give you the ones that I actually wrote for her and the ones that she used but it goes a little bit something like this so let's say I'm interested in a social media position at a, um, at a company like Fleshman Hilliard. So there's a person there named Carol. There, there's not really, but I'm going to say there is. I would say, hey, Carol, I noticed that we're in the same group, so I thought it would be a good idea to connect. I also noticed that you work at Fleshman Hilliard. I'm really interested in working there, but want to learn a little bit more about the culture. Would you be open for a quick chat? 
if you're local, say a quick chat or to meet over coffee or tea. Thanks, leave your name, leave your mobile number, and behind your mobile number, put in parentheses, call anytime, and send the invite. That's it, it is that simple. 95% of the time, 95% of the time, and out of, I don't know, probably 300 messages that I've sent over the years, and out of, I know, at least 50 that the wife sent, actually no, it was 47, I believe, that she sent, 95% of the people responded with either, well, I'm actually not interested, or sure, let's chat. What's a good time for you? And it's that simple. You just, you reach out, you ask to connect. You don't ask for, you know, uh, to put in your resume or to put in an application. You ask to have a conversation and learn more about the company and what the person thinks. You want to craft this to the way that you talk because the, the danger in giving you a script is that you follow just that script and it doesn't sound natural and it's not going to be you. So you don't you don't want to do that. You don't want to you know do just a canned thing. You want to actually use something that is valid that would come out of your mouth. So you have to to say and write what fits you. But I mean it's it's simple. It's something like that. You know another company. Hey Peter, I noticed that we're in the same group. And I I usually start almost all of them like that. Hey Peter, I noticed you we're in the same group. Or hey Bill, I noticed that you commented on a post in. Linked working. I'm also a member in that group and liked your post. Thought it would be a great idea to connect. Also noticed that you worked at such and such company. I'm in the market and interested in learning more. Would love to know your opinion. Let's chat or meet over coffee at your earliest convenience. Thanks, Vern, cell phone number, call anytime. I've gotten a ton of calls from doing that, so I have to be careful when I actually do that, that I'm available to talk. But I'm telling you, when you do this, this is going to get you so much response and people calling you back and messaging you back that you're going to be busy. So when I say do five companies, make a list of five companies that you want to work at, so part of what I left out is when you make that list of five companies that you want to work at, of course you're going to go through and look at the jobs that are available at that company. And whether or not there is a position that fits what it is that you do, make a list of the decision makers at that company, the people that you want to contact. That could influence whether or not you work there. So the heads of HR, whether it's the vice president of HR or marketing director or whoever it is that can make a decision about what it is, you know, about hiring at that company, you want to make sure to put those people on your list. And the other strategy to that is to look at what groups they're actually in. It's more than likely if you're looking within your industry and you've joined the two to three largest groups in your industry that that person who is also in your industry is going to be a member of those groups. If they're not, take a look at their profile, and in everyone's profile, 
they have a li- there's a listing of the groups that they belong to. So there's a, a Julie person that I know, and she works for Whirlpool. And Whirlpool reached out to me about a position that they had. And so I look at the groups, and I'm actually not a member of any of the groups that she belongs to because I'm not a recruiter. But she's only a member of three groups. But since she reached out to me, I didn't have to try to reach out to her. But she's a member of a Whirlpool group, a recruiter, the, the recruiter network, which is a national network of recruiters. If you have an interest in joining that, they have 400,000 members. You can try to join the group. It is an open group, and you can join it. Shouldn't be any issue with you getting into it. I would not recommend joining groups that you're not a part of that industry. But if you really, really need to get in contact with a recruiter, that's a good organization to join, the Recruiter Network, the number one group for recruiters. All you have to do is search the Recruiter Network, and you will find it on LinkedIn. That's just one example. So you go through and you look at the people who you want to contact. You you jot down you know, what groups they're, they're looking at, or you, you do it right then and there. You see if, you're, if they're already a member of the groups that you join, then you can contact them. So the fifth and final part of this is make new connections. Reach out to past and current colleagues and connect with them. It's important to grow your network with quality connections in and outside of your industry. So I've been focused really right now on just the things that, you know, just the people that are in your industry. But you also need to connect with people outside your industry because you never know who they know. And it's about building an effective network. You want to build a network that's effective and responsive. That is the key to building an effective, responsive network is to have a wide breadth of people that you've been able to, you know, network and contact with. So when I reach out to someone to network, I take a look at their profile and I see what it is that they're interested in. So if I'm looking at someone and I'm just looking at a random person, pardon me, and I see that they, um, they've been a benefits advisor and nature all generalist and that they, they have in their profile that they have a passion for running. So when I reach out to them in the, in the, in the group that we happen to both belong to, I'll say, Hey, I saw that you were a member of the group. I also have a passion for running. Let's connect. If you have a passion for running, find something that you have in common with them or, Hey, I noticed that you had a passion for running. I've never been much of a runner, but I'm thinking about doing it. Do you have any tips? And by the way, let's connect. You want to make it a natural, as natural as you can for a stranger to ask for the connection. And if they say no, they say no. Most people don't say no. They'll go ahead. They'll accept the connection. And then it's up to you to reach out. And I would not make that first connection a request for anything. When people connect to me, it's a brand new connection. The very first email that I will send them is, hey, thanks for connecting. It's simple. Just, hey, thanks for connecting. Um, You know, is there anything that I can do to help you out? I mean, it's just it's just what you should do when people, you know, when they when they reach out to you, you should thank them for connecting. So there was a there was a college student that I talked to, um, I don't know, it was a couple years ago. And 
she's graduated, gotten into her career. She's off in another state. And she sent me a connection request. It's like, sure. So I accepted it. I looked at her profile to see where she was, what she was doing. And my response to her just shall we connect message. She didn't have anything else in there was, Hey, see you landed in the state you're in. How are things going? You look familiar. And I thought we may have met at X, Y, Z. Anyhow, if there's anything I can help you with, let me know. Best Vernon. And that's it. She responded back. She's like, thanks so much for getting back to me. Yes. I just moved early this year. Things are going pretty good so far. And I wanted to ask you a few questions regarding your PR business. And then she went on about some of the questions that she had in the PR business. And so I responded back to her. I was like, oh, hey, great. Right now, I actually don't have the time to go into it, but I'll, I'll, I'll mail you in a couple days to answer some of your questions. And then I mailed her in a couple days and it's like, hey, this is what I suggest you do. And oh, by the way, here's a couple people I think you should connect with. And then I messaged those people. By the way, so-and-so would make a great connection. She's new in the field. Okay, so, and that's pretty much how that conversation goes. So, the, the, the biggest thing, and I actually had, a, I had a, a quick unscheduled pause and break in this episode that does not want to happen, the launch episode. <laughs> so, if that was a weird cut off in the middle of the conversation, that's what happened. And I'm purposely leaving this stuff in here because it is the first episode and I expect it for things to go wrong and badly as they always do anytime you do a first episode. And since this is not my very first podcast, I know this kind of stuff happens and I like to leave it in just because I like to hear it in other people's podcasts. So if this stuff gets on your nerves, hearing the weird pauses and stuff like that, let me know and I will do my best to improve. So anyway, the way this whole thing goes as far as content is concerned, no, I'm sorry, not content, as far as uh, making contacts with people, what will happen and what you'll notice that happens in these situations is you'll, you'll reach out, you'll make your connections, and I'm just going to quickly go over the, the uh, five things that I ask you to do. So number one, upload your picture to LinkedIn, complete your profile information, make a list of companies you want to contact, join related groups and participate, and make new connections. Now, when you're doing all of this, what you're going to find is that, like in my wife's experience and her story of you know how she was able to go from frustrated to actually making a ton of connections, getting a ton of calls, and all over the few weeks that she was out of work, got laid off in June, a um, bunch of you know college stuff and stuff like that we were doing with our oldest daughter. She just started work today on my birthday in her new position, which is just great. So, yay, congratulations, sweetheart. So, in all, I believe she had 13 in-person interviews. Of course, she had several, you know, two and three times back at the same company. But in total, I think there were 13 interviews in total, and nine actual separate companies, not counting the, I think we lost count at 20 
phone interviews and phone screenings, all because of following this process. So what would happen is she would make she would reach out to these companies and contact them, and well, not contact the companies, but she would contact the people in these groups. And she would, you know, hey, you know, I saw XYZ and, you know, we had the same interests and, hey, let's connect. So they would accept her connection. She would thank them. And in the thanking process, she was like, hey, thanks for accepting my connection. Let me know if there's anything you need help with. Thanks. Sign her name. Most times, sometimes immediately, depending on how active the person was on LinkedIn, but within the next day, the person will respond back, oh, hey, you know, no, I really don't have anything that I need help with right now. Or, by the way, do you happen to know so-and-so? Or what she got a lot of the times was this response. I noticed that in your profile, you have experience in corporate training. We're actually looking for a corporate trainer. Would you be interested and did you know we had a position open? And, you know, she would say, oh, well, yeah, actually, I did realize that you had a position open, but I didn't want to immediately contact you. I kind of wanted to get to know about you and your company first. So let's connect. You go right back to the you know, same behavior. Let's let's chat for a little bit so I can learn a little bit more about your company and what you guys do there. And if the opportunity is something that I'm interested in, which is the other part of the mindset thing I was talking about, you cannot and you should not be ready to just send your resume an email. You should also not be ready to just accept or go after the position just because it's sort of offered. So sometimes you want to tell people when you're contacting them, especially if they call you, and you will get some calls almost sometimes immediately within you know an hour or so of doing this, where they'll go, well, hey, let's, you know, let's go ahead and get your resume. And you should say, well, no, hold on. First, actually, what I wanted to do is to get to know a little bit about you and how you feel about the company and what you think, some of your opinions about the company culture and how it is to work there and what the position, you know, what kind of stuff about the position do you like? Or, you know, I usually never go negative and say, what don't you like about the company? But I, I really... Always ask. I'd love to get your opinion about your company and what you think. What are some areas where you guys are succeeding? And, you know, what's some something that you're really proud about as far as working at the company that you work at? And it's going to challenge people because you're not seeming so eager to just jump at the position. So it doesn't seem like your only point in connecting was to try to get an interview. Of course you want to get an interview, but you don't want that to seem like it's the only thing. You actually want to do take an interest in the person that you're talking to. You would be amazed at the conversations that come out of just saying, I want to know what you think about the company that you work for. Because most often, or more often than not, people are never asked, what do you think about this company from their boss? But a candidate that's actually showing interest in the company and what that person thinks makes them feel important and it shows an interest in them and not just what they have so again you're offering value by showing an interest in the actual person and you really should be sincere you don't want to just go through the motions you should be sincere about wanting to learn about the person because you don't know 
what kind of relationship is going to come out of that conversation. So show an interest. Just, you know, show an interest in what it is that they do and in their opinions. And then from there, from doing that, she had, I believe, 13 in-person interviews. Of course, a few of those were, you know, second and third interviews. A total of, I believe, nine actual companies where she had, where you know, were face-to-face stuff. Uh, 20 or so phone interviews. Bringing tons of emails back and forth, all from about two solid weeks of going through the steps. And after the, the first two steps are done of uploading your picture to LinkedIn and completing your profile, the, the bottom three are what you just have to rinse and repeat. You know, make a list of your companies, join related groups, participate and make new connections. And then the conversations that take place within those connections are really the meat of what it is that you're doing. And that's that's pretty much it. She focused on that, and that was that was really what brought her home. So the mindset that you have to have is you can't go immediately after the kill. You just can't go for, hey, I've got a resume, and I'm really qualified, and I'm the person that you want, and hire me. It, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you you got to spend some time developing a relationship. You have to know that it takes time and that you don't want to come across it. Hey, I just joined this group just so I can contact you. Join the group, participate, reach out, thank the person when they accept your connection, offer your assistance, offer your help. And if you think that you don't have anything of value, find someone else that does and connect those two people. So if you don't want to say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Say, hey, I noticed that you had this interest And I was also looking at so-and-so's profile and I'm connected to them and they have the same interest. I think you guys should connect. Let me make an introduction. And then you mail that person that I'm assuming you've connected to because you should connect to the other person that can serve this other person and connect those two people. You don't have anything to offer them if you feel like you don't, or maybe you just don't have anything of value at the time to offer them. But if you can connect them to someone else that has something that they need, or just information or an interest, shared interest, whatever it is, you've done a service for both of them. And so now you're connecting. And that is one of the biggest things in networking that I try to teach people is don't just try to rely on the things and the resources that you have available that you have. Connect people. When you're having a conversation, when you're networking, say for instance, I'm walking into a room. I walk into a room and I don't know anyone there. The first person that I walk up to, it's like, hey, my name is Vernon Ross. What's yours? And they tell me, I'm like, well, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do you like? What do you like to do? Let's say outside of work. And that's usually what I start the conversation with. Even if it's a professional networking event, I was like, hey, tell me one thing that you like to do outside of work. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And they'll go into a conversation about them. They're like, oh, okay, well, what, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Did you grow up in in St. Louis? Oh, wow, you didn't grow up in St. Louis. How is that? I've never been there. Oh, I've been there before. Have you ever been to this place? And start a conversation about them personally. And then once they spend about five or ten minutes or so, 
maybe five, depending on how long the event is. Then go, oh yeah, so by the way, what do you do for a living? Then it's, oh, by the way, what do you do? Oh, okay, well, great. You know, who else do you think I should meet in the room that you know who would be a good connection to, to, to know? Who should I meet next? And would you mind introducing me to that person? And oh, by the way, let me get one of your business cards. Oh, and here's one of mine. And they, they may stop you and go, well, wait a minute, I don't know anything about you. Oh, okay, and then you go into, you know, maybe five more minutes of talking about yourself. But you don't lead in with, oh, hey, I'm Vern Ross, and I do social media, and blah, 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 blah. Just don't start with yourself. Start with them. People love to talk about themselves. And if they don't, people love when people show an interest in hearing about them. So get them to talk about themselves, and then get them to introduce you to someone else that they think is a good connection. And if they're new, then now you've got a wingman or a woman and say, well, hey, let's go meet that person over there. They look interesting. And then you can walk over there together and there's power numbers and you can go, hey, we thought that you would be an interesting person to meet. You looked interesting or you looked like you were having an interesting conversation. Can we get in on it? That's actually one of the things that I say when I walk into a room and it's a networking event. I'll walk around. I'll get comfortable, I'll take a couple deep breaths, and I'll find people in a conversation, I'll walk up and I'll go, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this conversation looked really interesting, and I'd love to just jump in. I'm burned, by the way, and people will introduce themselves, and like, I'll continue, and I'll just jump in if I have something to contribute, or I'll just sit back here and listen. And they'll tell me, well, oh, well we were talking about such and such, such, what do you think? Oh, well, you know, I think that's great, so, you know, X, Y, Z, and we'll talk about the thing of the day that they're talking about and then we'll start going through introductions and I'll usually go so your name is and tell me about where you grew up I always start with you know where'd you grow up what you you know what do you what do you do for fun when you're not at networking events non-work related non-career related and I just I go through the process that's just one of the networking tips that I have to share is that, you know, try to have a natural conversation with people when you're at an actual networking event, which is something that I recommend that you do. Make sure to go to networking events, find one in your area, get out and go to one. Take some business cards with you. If you don't have any business cards, go out to Vista print and get yourself 250 business cards for nine bucks. Sometimes you can find it where they'll give them to you for free. There's a coupon or something like that. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can go out to Vistaprint. Sign up for business cards. And if you don't have a job, just put your name and your phone number and your expertise. And it's a business card where people can contact you. I've seen some really great uh, LinkedIn business cards that are just, you know, for networking. And I'll have to share a couple with you if I uh, get a chance to scan them. And include them in on the show notes. I, I found one that was awesome. She had a QR code that you can, you know, scan with your smartphone that goes right out to her LinkedIn page. And it was really smart. And it was a good thing to put on a business card because it actually made the business card useful. So that is one of the tips that I have for you there. We are at 55 minutes. I've managed to talk for an hour straight and actually get through episode one. Jesus, this has been an episode 
I am here to tell you. And it's it's been one to get through. And um, it's been difficult. It's been a birthday present. <laughs> it really has. It's been the, uh, the kind of gift that, you know, kind of keeps on giving. And I'm happy with it. It's not going to be perfect. Like I said, the, um, the iTunes link is not yet live. Things happen when you're doing a podcast and submitting things on time and having guests change and cancel on you at the last minute happens. So, you know, I mean, you just you have to deal with it as it comes. And I'm fine with that. And, you know, let's just keep moving. So, hey, thanks a lot. I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember uh, to go out to iTunes when the link is live. Give me a review and rate it and let me know what you think. And this is Vernon Ross at Ross PR on Twitter. Thanks a lot. Signing out.